Another defeat for Mikel Arteta's Arsenal, this time in the North London derby. Is it time to start asking serious questions about the manager or other players just simply not good enough? Over the next hour, we're going to be dissecting today's game. And in the second part of the show, I'm going to be inviting you guys to come on and have your say about the Arsenal. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu. And um, I'd have hoped to have been coming onto this live stream to talk about a victory in the North London derby and how it was going to kickstart Arsenal's season. But of course, that isn't the case. Arsenal suffered another defeat, another damaging defeat in the Premier League, this time at the hands of our bitter, bitter rivals, which of course always makes it that little bit more difficult to take. Where to begin? Um, you know, there there are so many things we can be discussing over the next hour or so. I look forward to hearing from some of you guys a little bit later on in the show as well. Before I kind of dig into the game itself, um, if you want to have your say, send us a DM on Twitter to at Chronicles underscore AFC. For those of you watching us on YouTube or on any of the video platforms, it is rolling across the bottom of your screen. The instructions are that simple. Send us a DM. I will send you back a link at some point during the broadcast, so within the next hour. So be on alert uh, and I'll get you guys on for a few minutes each to have your say on what we saw today and where Arsenal are going in general. I'm going to begin by sharing with you guys my thoughts on the derby. And and those of you who watched the preview show or who listened to the North London derby special that I did um, with Ben Haynes and Hunter Godson or who have been on any of the kind of shows in the last week or so leading up to this North London derby, you would have heard me say I wanted to see Mikel Arteta, the pragmatist. That is what I wanted to see today. I wanted to see Arsenal go to White Hart Lane, have the avoidance of a defeat on our minds that should have been the priority. Go there, get what we can, get out of there, and then we can start to kick on and push on. Now, everybody kind of had this pipe dream that Arsenal were going to go to Spurs and absolutely blow them away. And yeah, you know, I was feeling positive in the, in the lead up to the derby. I always do. If you don't, then what's the point? But I mean, for me, I think... I said it earlier in the week, as I keep banging on about it. I'm going to get into it in a little bit more detail. But what I wanted to see was I wanted to see Arsenal go to Spurs and sit back and do nothing. Because let's be honest, Jose Mourinho does that. Jose Mourinho does that. His teams do nothing. They offer absolutely nothing. On the plus side, after today, I'm now 100% convinced that Tottenham will not win the Premier League. You can't win the Premier League playing football like that. It's dreadful. It's boring football. Yes, um, they hit us with a couple of sucker punches. They didn't test Burn Leno. Other than that, they did absolutely nothing. But it shows Mikel Arteta's naivety, if you ask me, that we went there and we gave them the opportunities to do that. 
you know, people will sit there and say it's the players. Absolutely, I agree the players are not good enough. And this is not a Arteta out tirade or anything like that. Um, you know, I'll share my th- feelings and thoughts on the manager in a little bit more detail a little bit later on um, in the show. But I guess the point I'm trying to come to is, you know what they're going to do from the beginning. I think every single one of us on this podcast right now, those of you in the live chat, those of you listening to this back tomorrow or the day after or the day after that, will all have gone into this game knowing what Tottenham's game plan was going to be. So to go and play into their hands, for me, I'm sorry, it's naive. It's stupid. It's asking for trouble. Son's goal was a wonder strike. And, and actually, on first viewing, I was sitting there going, hmm, perhaps Berleno's positioning was wrong. Perhaps he could have done better. Perhaps he could have done more. But having seen it back again from multiple angles, I don't think you could take anything away from Son. I don't have a, a, an issue with Berleno today. What I have an issue with is the transition that allowed Tottenham to get into that position. You know that if Son gets the ball down the left flank and he's able to isolate Rob Holding, he will cause us problems. You know that. The guy has been on shit-hot form all season. Yet for some reason, Arsenal were willing to push forward. Arsenal were willing to leave those spaces. And it just drives me absolutely mad. Yes, we've all sat here and moaned about the fact that Arsenal need to be a bit more expansive, that Arsenal need to be a bit more creative, that we're lacking that cutting edge. But as I said in the preview show, as I said in the lead up to this game, this was not the match to try something different. This was not the match to open us up. This was not the match to leave spaces in behind because we know and we've seen it all season. Harry Kane will drop into those deep areas, pick up the ball as he did for the first goal, find Son on a flank. He'll isolate someone. He stepped inside and that's what top class players do. They find a way, even when the odds are against them. Now, Arsenal will argue, oh, but you know, He could have that shot 10 times and it won't find the back of the net. But the point is, we let him. We gave him the opportunity to do that. It was naive, in my opinion, to get caught out like that. And for the second goal, it was even worse. It was even worse. Swift counter-attack from Spurs. Thomas Partey walking off of the pitch. I mean, what on earth was he doing? What on earth went through Thomas Partey's mind at that point? Fine, you're in pain. Go down, mate. Go down on the pitch. Go down on the pitch in the middle of the bloody pitch. And all of a sudden, everyone's looking and saying, oh, there's a problem here. You never know. The game might stop. But to do what Thomas Partey did and walk over to the side of the pitch and almost come off the field, having to be pushed back on by Mikel Arteta was crazy. It was ludicrous. It was so unprofessional. Mikel kind of made a point about it in his post-match and then he kind of backtracked on it and, you know, it wasn't, you know, I haven't spoken to him, blah, blah, blah. I don't really know um, what was going through his mind. Perhaps he was in too much pain. He kind of went to have a go about it and then just pulled back. You know, maybe he thought, I can't afford to fall out with this guy. Fallen out with plenty already, but I can't afford to fall out with Thomas Partey. Thomas Partey, for me, from the off, didn't look fit. Simple as that. He did not look fit. He looked off the pace. He looked slow. He looked sluggish. And that's not something you can normally say about Thomas Partey, which was why it was so um, glaringly obvious that he wasn't fit. Now, again, in the lead up to the game on the preview show, we spoke a lot about the team selection, what we would go with. I gave you my team selection and it did include Thomas Partey, but there was a very strong caveat to that. And that caveat was only 
and only if Thomas Partey is 100% fit. Because if Thomas Partey isn't fit and we're risking him today and he picks up another injury, we could find ourselves in deep, deep shit. And look what's happened. Didn't even last the half Thomas Partey before pulling up with a similar injury. That's what Mikel Arteta has said, a similar injury to the one that he suffered in the first place. So now, not only do we have to contend with another defeat, we've now got Thomas Partey out injured for what could be another few weeks, which weakens us even more. Yes, it's the North London derby. We all wanted to win it, but I said it before and I'll say it now. This is not me being a flip-flop. I said it prior to the game. We cannot afford to take a risk with someone as important to this team as Thomas Partey. And we did exactly that. And it's bitten us in the arse. And now we've got a serious problem in the middle of the park. Let's go through some of the individual performances from the Arsenal team tonight. Again, I mentioned Bern Leno. I don't take a particular issue um, sort of with Son's goal. I thought Hector Bellerin was nothing short of shocking. I thought that was the worst performance Hector Bellerin has put in in a long, long time. You know, foul throws. How many foul throws are we going to see from Hector Bellerin this season? He gets forward, which is, you would probably argue, you know, his his biggest strength and he can't pick out a pass. He can't find a teammate. The final delivery was never quite there. It was never right. Gave the ball away time and time again. I thought he was really bad today. I thought Holding and Gabriel did okay for the most part. Um, Holding got a little bit exposed a couple of times, but that's because he was isolated. That's because he's isolated by players that are quicker, sharper, and just better than him. It's simple as that. I thought Kieran Tierney did okay. I thought Willian was non-existent again, bar a little sort of six, seven minute phase towards the end of the game. I thought Ceballos made a positive impact when he came on. I thought Granit Xhaka was crap. Um... Lucky not to get a book in earlier on in the game than he actually did. And, you know, I, you know, I've defended Granite Xhaka previously on this podcast and I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for him today. I, I just feel like you're asking Arsenal to press aside up further up the pitch. You know, that's what we tried to do at certain points today. That's how we got caught for the second goal. There was one freeze frame. And on tomorrow's podcast, when I've calmed down and I go through the game again, because I will watch it again, and we analyse it a little bit more, I'll share with you some screenshots of what I'm talking about so that you can understand. But there was four players caught trying to press one man as Spurs broke away for that second goal. If you commit four players to a press... You have to win the ball. It's as simple as that. You cannot commit four players to one pressing motion and not win the ball. And all of a sudden, Spurs are in behind. Bang, there you go. Harry Kane isn't going to miss and pass up an opportunity like that. It's really, really bad. It's really, really poor all around. But just a couple of moments, you know, again, I go back to the first goal. I was disappointed by it, but the more you watch it, the more you realise it's just a wonderful strike from Hume Son, isn't it? Um, and, you know, hats off to him. But the fact that we got done on the transition twice after everything we'd spoken about in the build-up to this game, after everything that was being discussed, after clearly looking at it and knowing exactly full well what Jose Mourinho was going to do, we still fell into the trap. Now, credit to Tottenham because they were efficient when it mattered. They took the chances when it mattered. That's what top, top players do. But for me, 
it's just nai- it shows a naivety to Mikel Arteta and credit to Frank Lampard, who I've given a lot of stick this season. And I've said, I don't think he's a very good coach and et cetera, et cetera. He didn't fall for it last week, did he? You know, Frank Lampard knows Jose Mourinho inside out and he didn't fall into the trap last weekend. And Chelsea had the opportunities to win the game. But most importantly, when they didn't take them, when they didn't take them, they didn't lose the game. And that's the difference. You know, Chelsea didn't get suckered into it. Arsenal did. Man City did. We all got suckered into it. Uh, you know, the def- insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. How many times have Jose Mourinho's Spurs got to do that to someone before we wise up to it, before we realise that actually, let's be a bit more pragmatic ourselves. I can't speak for other fans, but you wouldn't have had me on here tonight complaining if Arsenal had been that bit more pragmatic, if Arsenal had defended better, if Arsenal had gone away or gotten away with a nil-nil draw. You know, some of the positives, because there were a couple, and, and I've got to be honest, and I put a tweet after the game and I said, you know, there were a few positives and people were getting on to me. What positives are you seeing? We just lost the North London derby. Absolutely. We did just lose the North London derby. But I think when you take the heat and the emotion out of it and you analyse the actual performance, Arsenal had 69% possession at White Hart Lane. Now, I was having this debate during the game. It means nothing if you don't take those opportunities that you create or you don't use the possession in an efficient and effective way. I completely get that. But that's not easy to go there and dominate the ball. We had 11 attempts at goal. Granted, only two of them were on target. But what that suggests is that in comparison to some of our previous performances, Arsenal were a little bit better. But having gone 2-0 down, it was always going to be a mountain to climb. And Jose admitted it after the game. It was clear the minute they went two goals up, that block was going to get deeper and deeper and deeper. And in the last 20 minutes, he brought Ben Davis on as well, turned it into a back five for Spurs, and it was always going to be a tall order. It feels like with Mikel Arteta's Arsenal, if he gets the defensive bit right, we're nowhere near looking efficient enough in the attack. If he tries to focus on the attack, all the defensive work that he's done since he joined the club gets undone. And and then there's nights like tonight where the play was good up to a certain part of the pitch. Up to a certain point, Arsenal looked pretty good. But we're like a blunt knife in attack at the moment. And how does he change it? What does he do? Uh, to to get it right. I I really don't know what the answer is. You know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang signed a new contract in uh, in the summer or earlier this year. We were all delighted, absolutely delighted. We need him, so important, such an important signing. He's not producing at the moment. Alexander Lacazette played in that slightly deeper role tonight, didn't produce, didn't produce. What did he do apart from give away free kicks like he always does? Nothing. Nothing in terms of creating chances, nothing in terms of getting attempts away at goal. And and you look at these players and you think, we've got a striker in Aubameyang we paid £50 million for, who's been excellent up until the last few weeks or the last few months, but has completely gone off the rails. Now, is that because the team are not creating enough? Maybe. But I still expect 
I still expect a top world-class striker to be able to make things happen for himself as well. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo would make things happen for himself. Lionel Messi would make things happen for himself. And we're not even talking about that bracket because they're completely elite. But you're looking at players beneath that, players that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is on par with. That next level down, he's world-class, I would say, but he's not the very elite. But there are still plenty of world-class forwards around who aren't so heavily reliant on service, who at some point in the last few games, you'd have expected them to get the ball and make something happen. You know, just just make something happen. It's... um. It's, it's, it's baffling how his performances have just gone to shit completely. And then you look at Alexander Lacazette, who, you know, yeah, he scored in the Europa League. A big fucking deal. Excuse my language. Big deal. He scored in the Europa League. So what? Are people getting all gassed about it and getting excited about the fact that, you know, Lacazette scored in the Europa League and now all of a sudden... It means he's ready to play in the North London derby. I would have rather seen an extra midfield player in there. That's my honest opinion. You know, I spoke about certain aspects of the performance being better, but it means nothing if you don't get the results. It means nothing if you don't pick up the points. It means nothing if you concede stupid goals. And it means nothing if the team are not progressing. And the team currently find themselves 15th in the Premier League, 15th, 1-5. That's unheard of. We could well be in 16th place by tomorrow. So, as much as I want to back Arteta, as much as I want to trust the process, as much as I want him to get the time that he needs to sort this team out, there are some decisions he constantly makes that I just cannot get behind anymore and I cannot make excuses for anymore. Why does Hector Bellerin Keep playing at right fullback in these big games when he's been dog shit for the most part of the season. He's had a couple of decent performances, I've got to say, but for the most part, he's been crap. And you've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who in every big game he's been entrusted, has come in and done a really good job. And the guy can't get a look in. The guy simply cannot get a look in. If that was the case, if it was 100% nailed on that Hector Bellerin was going to be your number one right back and that Cedric was going to be the backup, then you know what, Arteta? You should have sold Maitland-Niles in the summer, got your £20 million for him and used that to invest in other areas. But he made this big song and dance about how we want to keep Ainsley Maitland-Niles because he's so important, because he's going to play such a key role and the guy doesn't get a look in. He couldn't have played any worse than Hector Bellerin tonight. He couldn't have. It would have been impossible for him to perform that badly. You know, the mismanagement of this football club from the very top and now down to Mikel Arteta's level is proving problematic. Look, I don't I don't think that Matteo Genduzzi is as good as some Arsenal fans think, genuinely. But he's got heart, he's got bottle. And you saw that in the North London derby last season at the Emirates Stadium, where he took the game by the scruff of the neck and he made stuff happen. We saw that in a number of games. Yeah, he gives it a little bit of this and he gets himself into a little bit of trouble, but he's out on loan. And we're watching Granite Xhaka now, who, as I've said time and time again, you know, 
in certain systems can be okay. But when you're asking him to press, when you're asking him to get forward, he can't do it. Therefore, if you want to play with this high-intensity press, you need to have the players to do that. And two players who could press were Lucas Torreira and Matteo Genduzzi, and they've both been shipped out, and we're now stuck with all the crap. Thomas Partey's injured again, and God knows where we go from here. The lack of creativity is worrying. What does William bring to this side? Absolutely nothing. What does what did Bukayo Saka bring to the team today? Nothing. And 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 most of the performances that he puts in of late, he doesn't really bring a great deal. That's not Bukayo Saka's fault. The guy is 18, 19 years old. He's a kid. Arsenal Football Club are too big to be relying on kids to pull us through difficult situations. It's a, a really worrying time. It really is. And people will say, you know, we had the ball today and, and this and that. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember uh, when the point comes that Mikel Arteta leaves the club or look back on his tenure and say, oh, but you know what? We had a lot of the ball that day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. If you can't convert that possession into something, it means nothing. It is a pointless statistic. And I'm sick of hearing about it. Yes, it can be used as a metric to try and help you analyse a performance, but it isn't the be-all and end-all. As the scoreline today tells you, it isn't the be-all and end-all. How can it be? We've just dominated the ball and lost 2-0. Right. Um, that's kind of my rant over. Like I said, this is the post-match reaction show. Um, I'm going to be bringing you a more analytical look back at the North London derby tomorrow where we'll be looking at the tactical side of things. We'll be looking at some of the more uh, deeper line statistics and trying to understand exactly what it is that went wrong for Arsenal today. We're going to start um, bringing on uh, some of our callers in just a couple of minutes time. But while I do that, um, just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you smash the like button on this video. If you haven't already, make sure you... Um, Subscribe to the channel. It very much helps. And if you're listening to this back later on on the audio platforms, then please uh, do leave us a review. Um, I can see lots of you are messaging me on Twitter, DMing me um, about getting onto the program. Keep it coming. We're going to go till 10 o'clock. So we're going to keep them quick and concise, the calls, and we're going to get through as many as we possibly can. Um, so keep an eye on your inbox throughout the show because you will be getting a link coming through that you just need to click on and you can join the call. Um, quick reminder that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. Uh, so if you haven't already, check out manscaped.com. Um, check out their website and enter the promo code Chronicles AFC, all in capital letters, and you will receive your 20% uh, discount plus free shipping. Um, so, yeah, you can save yourself a fair bit of money. And with Christmas coming up, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll all know somebody uh, looking for a gift. Right. Let's get uh, our first caller onto the program this evening. Welcome to the show, Shing. How you doing, mate? Yeah, how are you doing, Harry? You all right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not too bad. Just um, obviously a little bit disappointed, a little yeah. bit wound yes. up, as you could probably tell if you've been watching yeah. the show. Um, what you, mate. Absolutely. What do you want to say on uh, tonight's performance, mate? Um, I just think, first of all, um, William, I, I just don't understand because people were saying before this game, weren't they? This is the game for him to go out and perform and the Spurs, this, blah blah blah. But he was he, nothing, he's just 
I don't know. I just think we're miles behind, miles behind where we need to be. And you can tell, you could just tell it was just, and like you said as well, I thought Mikel was going to go back to his back three against Spurs. I don't know why he went with the back four today. I was expecting him to go back to his pragmatic back three. Um, do you know what I mean? And then, do you know what I mean? And then don't play into their hands. We played right into Spurs' hands and the game was basically done. Uh, when the second goal went in, especially against the Jose Mourinho side, what do you expect? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Where where are you on the Mikel Arteta situation? Like, I'm I'm not sitting here ranting that I want him out. I just yeah, I was very disappointed in um in the fact that he got sucked into Mourinho's games again, yeah. yeah. And that same tactic that we suffered because of last season, we just fell into that trap again. Am I right to be frustrated by that? No, no, I I agree. Like today, I thought. It was going to go with the, you know, the back three. He knows we can't go to back four because we haven't got the players to, especially against Spurs with the form they're in. We haven't got the players to, so why do it? Play to our strengths. And it's just so, it's a back three. Um, I'm not saying Arteta out yet because, you know, I just think, you know, with England, so let's see how it goes. Because I don't know if you've seen, but um, there's some popular YouTubers already making Arteta out t-shirts. I think that's just a bit... Yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely no disgusting. Just trying to make a quick buck. It's yeah, absolutely no disgusting. I'm sorry, but come on, there's no need for that yet. Do you know what as well, mate? I'm just going to pause you one second because we've got a sad Spurs fan in the chat. Uh, Ritesh saying, come on, you Spurs. The fact that you, mate, on your Sunday night are sitting watching an Arsenal channel says more about you than any of us. <laughs> Go get a life. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Imagine that. Imagine me spending my Sunday night watching a Tottenham channel. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> Sad. Um, mate, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to put one more question to you just because I've got loads of people yeah, lined up tonight and we need to get through everybody. Um, what is, what is the issue in the final third for Arsenal at the moment? Because we're not, you know, we have in plenty of the ball as we saw uh, today. We're not I converting think, that. Why? Yeah, I think there's a bit of, there's a bit of confidence and we're also lacking that, you know, that, that creativity is something that gels everything together, obviously, which is known. And also, I just want to say one thing on Aubameyang. Um, like, yes, he's done well for us and, and everything, but as a captain, he's not come out and said anything. I don't know. I don't know what you think about Harry. I'm a bit like, even even losing on him to come out and just say, look, you know what I mean? We're sorry for the last one. Working out nothing really apart from that video which which Arsenal put up. Nothing, not even an Instagram post. And I just think as a captain, I just want to say a bit more. Yeah, mate, I, I, I agree with you. I, I I was actually really disappointed with that video that they put out. Yeah. I didn't he like that. Slum, it, didn't he? Yeah, he looked really glum and down, and that's not what you want to see from your captain going into yeah. a North London derby. Mate, where where is it that you're joining us from? Sheffield. Sheffield, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much, mate. Um, and uh, we'll love to get you on again soon. Yeah, uh, apologies, I've got to cut it short. Just need to get through all the calls. Cheers, mate. Yeah, of course, Harry. Everyone, smash the like button and keep on good work, Harry. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you, pal. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Brilliant. Brilliant. Let's bring on our next caller, Daniel. Daniel, welcome back to the show, mate. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> not great, to be honest, Harry. Uh, I've got to be honest, it's... Uh, it's not looking great, is it? Uh, no, it's it's not, mate. It's um, it's getting a bit worrying at the moment. Um, it is getting worrying because we're not. 
I mean, for me, mate, I, you know, we can talk about like bad runs and, you know, a few games where we're not performing and every team has those. But we're talking about an issue at Arsenal Football Club in terms of not being able to put the ball in the back of the net. And that issue has been kind of boiling in our Premier League campaign from the very start. In the Europa League, it's a different story, though. Why do you think that is? Is it just the quality of the opponent or is it deeper than that? I think it's a combination of uh, various things, Harry. So, firstly, I think he's playing a completely different team in the Europa League. Um, he's playing a completely, you know, some of these youngsters are getting a chance. Um, and I also think, I also think as well, yeah, you got have to factor in that we are playing a lot of, uh, you know, sort of lower standard of opposition. Um, but it's, it's, I just think. I'm going to be honest, Harry, right? I just don't think this, I don't think Arteta is the right guy. I've got to be honest, right? And, you know, I backed him to start with. I, I absolutely wanted him to succeed. But there's just lots of things piling up that I just can't, I just don't think he's the right man. Yeah, it's... Um... I just, I don't, I don't the, the thing is, Harry, right? Today's game was so predictable, uh, even before it kicked off. I said... Um, I said on my channel, uh, the Blind Gooner, on my preview. Make sure you check out the Blind Gooner, by the way, guys. Make sure you do that. And Daniel, yeah. I know I've been saying I'm going to come on, and I promise you I will. I've just been so busy, mate. But I yeah, no you. worries, mate. No, it's, it, listen, everybody's it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a tough business. This YouTube, do you know what I mean? It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 a mind game. But yeah, I'm on the road to 2K. But Harry, oh, yeah. I said on my preview, right? Yeah. Um, I said, I can tell you exactly how this game's going to go. It's going to go with us having a lot of possession of the ball, with Mourinho just sitting, sitting, you know, his team behind the ball. And then when we're at our most vulnerable, when we're coming on to them, he's going to hit us on the counter. And that's exactly how it panned out. We are so predictable. Um, and, and that's the thing is, we're having a lot of the ball, but not doing anything with it. And you can't do that, Harry. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't do that. Um, also, with Bellerin, like the guy can't even take a throw in. Do you know what? I've got no vision and I know how to throw a football. It's not that hard. Do you know what I mean? It really isn't. Um, and then it's just... It, the, the thing is, as well, a lot of people... I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, it's the players. It's, you know, he hasn't got his squad. But here's the thing, though. He keeps picking these same players. He keeps picking them. Um, you know, why wasn't Ainsley Maitland-Niles in the side? He had a he had a brilliant game on Thursday. Yeah. Um, you know, I said this last week, he had a brilliant game. You know, last season when we played Wolves, he he was bossing, you know, that uh, I think it was Triori. He kept him quiet, but he didn't yeah. play last week. Um, yeah. You have to question why why did Party play? Listen, we all love Thomas Party. He's a brilliant player. He's what we've needed. Absolutely. Um, but we know he's injured. And now it looks like he could be out for what up to 12 weeks. We haven't heard the extent, oh, wow. but I've seen some I've seen some reports flying around that he could have done some ligament damage. Um that would be know, an absolute that, disaster, mate. That would be a disaster. But that's the thing. But that's the, these come down to the fact that he's inexperienced, Harry. And in a, an experienced manager would not have done that. An experienced manager would not have made those kind of mistakes. And again last week with David Luiz, after that head clash with Jimenez, he should have come off. 
he, he should have come off yep. the pitch. He had he had blood all down his face. Do you know what I mean? You can't play like that. An experienced manager would have hooked him. Yeah, and agreed. it's just it's just things like that. And players that are in form, Harry, are, are are getting a game, but then getting dropped. It makes no sense. It absolutely makes no sense. Agreed, mate. Daniel, sorry to cut you, mate. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to move it on just because I've got a few more people lined up, mate. Just finally, kind of before I I move on. Are you Arteta in still? Are you still trusting in him, or have you got to the point now where you want to move him on? Um, so, I, I, I'm, I'm Arteta out, and I have been since the Wolves game. So it's only been quite recent, you okay. know. I'm, I'm just, I, and I'm not one of these that, you know, I'm not going to get a banner out and all this jazz and all that. But I just don't think he's the right guy. And and the thing is, if we, uh, if we struggle much longer, we could be in that relegation zone. And I know a lot of people are going to laugh at that and say we're Arsenal Football Club. That's never going to happen. But just because we're Arsenal Football Club, why, why, why can't it? It doesn't, you know, we our form is not is not great. We need to start yep. scoring goals, and I just don't see us getting a win from anywhere. Yeah, agreed, mate. Agreed, Daniel. Thank you so yeah. much, mate. Don't forget, yeah, guys, no head over, head over to the Blind Gooner on YouTube and give him a subscribe. Thank you, Daniel, so much, mate. All the best. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, mate. That was the brilliant Daniel. Thank you so much to Daniel. Just a quick reminder before I move on to our next caller, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that like button. There's over 350 of you watching us across the multiple platforms live right now, and we've only got 78 likes. So let's uh, let's fix that up a little bit. Let's move on to our next caller. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, Ben Brown. Where you join us from, mate? Uh, what's it? Oh, I don't know about Arsenal. It's been tough. I think with Arsenal... I think, you know, obviously before we used to play on the counter-attack, which was last season, and we've done absolutely amazing with it. But he's changed it up, gone to four at the back, and it's just not working. Um, I think I think Arsenal, we did, in a way, we kind of did deserve to lose today, because obviously, but then in a way, it was just, we we would, we had chances, but obviously we don't take them, and uh, Tottenham just hit us on the break. I don't know what Bellerin was doing for the first goal, he was running outwards out of the way of Son for some reason, which was quite weird. Um, and then obviously the second goal, I don't know what Leno's doing at his far post or near post, sorry. He should be saving do you think that. Leno, do you think Leno should save it then? It's one of those ones like it, it was it was a good shot from Harry Kane, fair enough, but normally at the near post you expect them to save it. I can see, you know, obviously it was a lot of power. It can be quite hard to save it at far, uh, near post, but it should be one of those ones where you should really save it. But some people might say that. Some people might say, fair enough, it was a good goal. We've got to give Song credit, though, to be honest, with his goal. That was just a, a nice goal. Yeah, him. it was a fantastic goal. Um, I can see lots of you are messaging me in the chat box saying that you've DM'd me on Twitter um, to get on the show. I will get round to you, I promise. Just bear with me. It's not easy to do this, to talk with to, to do all this different stuff and, and reply to the DM straight away. So if I haven't replied, I will get you the link at some point before the end of the broadcast. So bear with me. Um, we're going up to 10 o'clock, so stay with us. Uh, mate, just finally, Ben, um, yep. where is your kind of head at now with, with the way the team is progressing? Are, are you still hopeful that we can get back on the right road or, or do you think mm. that bigger changes are needed? Yeah, I, I think... I think we're in a, in a bit of a process like Liverpool had in the 2010. Uh, I think it's going to be that one point where we're just not going to... I don't think we'll... I, 
people are saying that we could get relegated. At the moment, it's looking like it, but hopefully at some point we can just pick up a couple of wins and not get relegated. But I think we're in that Liverpool moment near 2010 where I don't. we're not going to get really much for um, 2010 to 2015. We're not really going to... I don't think we'll be getting much. No. I don't know. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> no worries, Ben. Thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate yeah. it. Apologies, I just have to move on because mm. we got so many people waiting. I want to get through everyone before the end of the show. Yeah. Thank you very much, mate, and uh, thanks for your support. All right. Thank you. Bye. That was uh, Ben Brown. Thank you very much. Let's move on to our next caller, Thomas. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Where are you joining us from, mate? Hey, hey Harry. Nice to be on, man. I love your show, by the way. Thank you very much, mate. How you doing? Yeah. I'm calling from Norway, man. Um, just I just saw the game, and uh, I can't express what I saw, Harry. I'm so fucking devastated. You know, I, I it's like what it's like reliving the same uh, nightmare all over again. What do you think is wrong, Thomas? What would you change? What is it that Mikel Arteta is missing, and why is his Arsenal team struggling so much? You know, it's 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 like uh, we've been pairing uh, Shaka with with like everybody and their mother, right? We, we've been pairing him with uh, Torreira. We've been pairing him with uh, Gundozi. We've been pairing him with everybody and the postman. And uh, you know, when you pair slow people with the hardworking people, it's not it's impossible to get the work done. He 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 doesn't get about. He doesn't have an end product. He doesn't have a pass. Uh, he always passes backwards. He doesn't supply. He, I, 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 I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. And, and Bellerin as well. Uh, he runs do forward, but he forgets to run backwards. I don't know. Do you think I, he was the problem? Do, do, you, do you think he was the problem oh. today? Because I, I said that I didn't think he played very well, uh, Granit But was he I, the I, was he the reason we didn't win the game? I would say because the play slows up so much when he gets the ball, right? And and even if we are uh, running forwards, and he got the ball, they don't they don't get to get they don't get the ball. Our, our forwards don't, don't get the ball because he's too slow. And you have Bellerin as well, right? He just runs and runs and runs. He doesn't have an end product. He 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 he, he doesn't uh, when he runs with the ball, he doesn't watch up. You have to look at your mates, and when you run, you have to tell your defender, "I'm running." Right, he has to tell Rob Holding, "I'm running." He has to tell Jaka, "I'm running." But and Thomas, Thomas, they, yeah. that's that, that's an instruction from Mikel Arteta, is it not? For Hector Bellerin yeah, to get is. into those positions, of course it is. But I'm just saying, uh, I I think it's the Liverpool game, the Leicester game. I think it's three or four games where, because of his bad defending, it leads to a goal. Or because he's wrong-sided on on uh, on, uh, on on a player, it leads to a goal. So if you don't know how to defend, and you're 25 now, right? You should start playing. He he originally was a a, a right winger, right? He yeah. should start playing right wing instead of causing us all this harm. And Rob Holding didn't do anything wrong uh, when it uh, comes to the first goal and 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 son, because Rob Holding was tracking leftwards, right? And he's not. He yeah. doesn't have the pace. So he needed to give, he needed the, these few yards on Son, right? And Bellerin then came, and instead of Bellerin taking Son, he came, he came in front of Son and let Son take the ball to the right and then shoot. And yeah. I think as well, Bernardo, Bernardo, 
I think uh, he could have saved that goal. It yeah, was so you, you're not the out. only one. You're not the only one, Thomas, mate. I, I've got to move on, mate, just because I've got a load of people waiting in the live chat. But just finally, where are you? Uh, and people are saying that, I, you know, I shouldn't be asking this question, but you yeah. absolutely all have a right to your opinion. So I'm going to keep asking yeah. it. Where are you at yeah. the moment? Mikel in, Mikel out. I'm, uh, I'm, <sighs> I, I'm, I'm Kronky's out. I'm the Vinay out. Good I'm, I'm, I'm everybody out. Everybody. And Shaka as well. He needs to be the first one. Cool. Thank you very much, Thomas. Okay, mate. man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, no man. worries, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Stay up. Bye. That was Thomas calling us from Norway. Thank you very much, mate. Don't forget, guys, if you haven't already, smash the like button. It really, really does help the stream. Subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, let's go to our next call. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna Ertz. How you doing, mate? Uh, what's going on, Harry? You good, man? Yeah, not bad, mate. You all right? Yeah, good. Well, Can you hear me all right? Yeah, loud and clear, mate. Loud and yeah, clear. Yeah. What have you got uh, to say after that? I, you know what? To be honest, I thought I'd be more pissed off, but I just, I kind of, kind of expected us to lose anyway because of our recent form and how good Tottenham are and just, I could just see this decline coming from like ages ago, to be honest. So I wasn't, I wasn't too angry because in comparison to the other games we played this season, we actually didn't even play that bad. It just seems like whenever we get the ball in, in certain positions, it's like we don't know what to do. And I think that's kind of like, a, obviously a creative problem. So unless we've got that player to do those things, to give us the chances to actually put it in the goal, it's going to end up as what it ended up as today, which is like a million balls crossed into the into the box with no one to head it. Why is like five foot ten Lacazette trying to head the ball? Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? It's it's kind of because yeah. I feel like we're we're doing that because we're struggling so much to create anything through the middle of sides. Obviously, naturally, a team's priority is to defend the middle and they want to force you wide and then they've got an opportunity to defend the crosses. With Arsenal, though. You know, we're no good from those crosses. We don't have that type of striker. And yeah. unless we get some new ideas, some new creativity, then, you know, that's not going to change. People in the chat are saying, bring Ozil back. What's your yeah. take on this? We haven't really discussed it tonight, but with each yeah. week where Arsenal look toothless in the final third, those noises keep coming. The thing is, yeah, I've, I was a big Ozil fan from the beginning. However, his his performances towards the end, it kind of did make me question him being in the team. And in certain games, he might not be the right answer. But when you've got Lacazette playing as a number 10, yeah. it seems a bit daft not having him there. Now, personally, I think it's definitely something more than just football. At first, I thought, right, it has to be football. Mikel's come out and said it's a footballing decision. But how many times did we grill Wenger for defending the board? Mikel has to be doing the same, man. And it... it for me, it can't be just a footballing reason because you wouldn't have Willick playing there and you wouldn't have Lacazette playing there. So I think someone like Ozil, you would have him at least on the bench. Yeah, that's the point. Like, when you, that's the point. Especially if you look at our bench today as well. Like, who did we have on there to change the game? He brings on Enketia when <laughs> we need the goal and he hasn't really done that well apart from maybe a little bit in Europa to, to warrant that. So yeah, I, I think, yeah, Ozil, Ozil might... Not be the answer, but definitely wouldn't hurt. 
that's how I feel about it as well. I, I, I do think that his time at Arsenal has come to an end, etc., etc. It's just very hard to keep watching these performances and then not make a case that he should at least be in the squad. Um, yeah, uh, just finally, mate, um, yeah. where are you on the on the Mikel Arteta thing? Have you turned on him yet? Or are you no, still... def- def- definitely not, because I don't think the players are good enough at all. Like We saw them fail under Wenger. We saw them fail under Emery. I know yeah. Lundberg only had like two games or whatever, but they didn't do well under him. And he's actually even come out and recently said in an interview that the club is rotten to the core, which we all know. And I think that started with Wenger. I don't blame Wenger for everything that's going wrong at the moment, but we saw where it was going and we knew that a lot had to go bad and we had to go to the bottom of the barrel before we became great again. And I think this is the bottom of the barrel. And now that fans have realised we're here, all of a sudden they're like, no, nah, this can't be us. We can't be bottom of the barrel. Mate, we knew we were going to end up here. We knew that we kind of had to end up here before we got better. Until we get rid of these players, nothing's going to change. Yeah, no, agreed, mate. Totally agree. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. And I look forward Cheers, to speaking man. to you soon. Yeah, Cheers, mate. That's the brilliant Ertz. Let's move on to our next caller. Don't forget, smash the like button if you haven't already. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Joe, where are you joining us from, mate? Yo, can you see me? Yeah, we can see you. We can hear you. All good. Uh, Red Hill, sorry. Wicked. How you doing, mate? London. Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you? Well, I say not yeah. bad. I'm not We've bad. had better days. Yeah, We've exactly. had better days, mate. We have. Exactly. What do you want to say, mate? Where to start, mate? The first thing that's difficult for me is my brother's a, a yid, as is my dad, as is my nan. You could say I was the Judas, but to be fair, I was a gooner before my brother was. Um, so it makes it difficult for me because um, I've been bantered by my own family after today. Um, I honestly expected a reaction today. I expected us to come out there and potentially get a one-all draw. Optimists in me would say 2-1 Arsenal, but yep. it didn't happen. I think Son's goal was fucking outrageous. Excuse my French. I'm the same as you. At first, I was like, is that Leno's fault watching his positioning? But no, nah, I think it's a dirty goal, to be fair. He's skinned holding. Um, it's 15th in the table. This is the worst. I've been, I'm 23 and I've been a gooner, like, most of my life, probably the edge of six. This is the worst Arsenal team I think I've ever seen. I think the squad, I'm not Arteta out. I know that's going to be your final question. I'll just get that out there. I'm not Arteta out yet because I don't think it's like his fault. The only thing I would say is that he's he's fielding a team that are very average, but what else has he got? Like you can moan at Arteta, but like look at it, the whole squad. You name me. I reckon we've probably got about two players that are worthy to win a Premier League. Abemiang, Partey. Yeah, who, I, don't, who I don't else, disagree. Who, who else could win a Prem? Who, who's going to slot into Liverpool's team there? Partey, Nobody. probably. Maybe, I don't know. Thiago Henderson and Fabinho are dirty. Look at that free work. Even Wijnaldum. I don't even know if Partey fits into that. Chelsea, does Partey fit into that? We've got... We're trying, to, we're trying to be a top four team with a, a mid-table squad. So, personally, I don't know why Arteta didn't ship out how long have I got, by the way? Do I need to speed it up a bit? No, yeah, a couple more minutes, mate. I'm okay, just, okay. I'm only speeding people along because I want to get everybody no, that's I'll asked that. if you're not. I get that because no, I've got go so ahead. much to say, man. But yeah, so personally, I don't know why we didn't ship out um, half our squad in the summer. If I had control, I'll tell you the, the players I would like to see playing in my ideal Arsenal 11 for the future in our whole squad, our, our squad of what, 25, 30 players? Mm-hmm. The players I would generally like to see for the future even though Aubameyang's 31, I'll choose Aubameyang because he's a baller. Um, Leno, 
Partey, Gabriel and Tierney. Potentially Aidsley, Maitland-Niles and Saka. That's it. The rest of them, if I had control, I know that these were for six players in the squad. The rest of them, if I had control, I would get them all out. The thing is, Joe, though, like, mate, a lot of people were sitting here in the summer and, and were kind of waiting for Arsenal to do transfer business and were sitting there going, we need to sell this player, we need to sell that player, we need to move him on, we need to move that guy on. It's not as easy as that, mate. These guys are at Arsenal Football Club on big contracts. Nobody wants them. Nobody's going to pay the money. And equally, those players who are That's on the contract are not going to say, oh, do you know what, Arsenal? Don't worry about it. I don't want to collect my big pay packet anymore. I'll happily move on to a lower-ranked team who are going to pay me oh, less money. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why don't they want them? Because they're, they're, they're not good. Exactly. Exactly, mate. Joe, thank you so much, mate. Um, going to have to move on again, just conscious of time. Thank you so much, mate. And thanks for waiting patiently. No worries. Cheers. Cheers, mate. That was uh, the brilliant Joe. Uh, let's quickly have a look at what you guys are saying in the comments. If I haven't got a link to you yet, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get one over to you between now and the end of the show, guys. Um, just because we are running very close to 10 o'clock, I'll try and squeeze uh, maybe one more in other than those I've already sent a link to, if I possibly can. Let's move on just in the uh, interest of time. Sam, welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. How you doing? Oh, mate, honestly, since I saw you doing the phone-in tonight, I've tried to think of stuff to, like, narrow down. As Joe said, you've got so much to say. And I, I'm going to start off with, with, right, I saw on Twitter that, you know, we all know the YouTuber, the Arsenal presence, selling our Tetter Out shirts three hours after the game. Come on. Honestly, it's, it's pathetic. I mean, the fact that they're ready now they're, they're means that they had them done before. So how you can have Arteta out, but you're making money off it, right? Whatever, in it. Um, what I want to say is that, like, loads of people are like throwing the toys out the pram at half time. We 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 were in the game, like we were in the game. It's a Mourinho team at two nil, but we created openings for Abamyang and Lacazette. And the difference is, is that Spurs have probably the two best players in the Premier League. And they took their what one their first shot each of the game, I think, and they buried them. Uh, I know people will say Lano, but let's be honest, it is is a is a perler from Son. If we if Lano saves it, we're saying world class save. Kane rocketed that in the near post. Ain't a hell and chance he's saving that either. Lacazette bottled a tap in that Bellerin's put on a plate for him. Like a confident, our, our attacker's no confidence. A confident attacker is running into the box as Kane would do, as Son would do, as Olivier Giroud would do. Because I think that there's the, it comes down to the recruitment of Arsenal in the last few years has been utterly abysmal. Why on earth we got rid of Olivier Giroud back in the day for, what was it, for free or for like five million pounds? Abysmal. We're. Shipping out um, Ganduzi on on loan, and now we're lacking centre mids. Like we're we're signing Mari and Cedric on what three year deals, and Cedric's played what twice this season. A yep. bit abysmal again. Um, like you said with Maitland Niles, are we keeping him? And if we're keeping him, why aren't he playing at all? Um, yeah, Abamyang as well. I don't know what's happened to him because he had the free header from six yards out. You've got to bury that. Six yards out of free header, Kane scoring that. Heads it over. When he's gone, you see the one-on-one the -on -one he had with Alderweireld. 
Why has he gone on his left foot? The man's right footed. Like a confident striker, he gets on his right foot and he tries to curl it in that far corner. He's going on his left foot. He, he looks like people say service, but the man's barely moving. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Um, yeah, there's there, there's a number of issues, Sam. And, and like it's, um, as I said, right at the top of the program, and I got a lot of heat for this in the comments, there yeah. are, there were a couple of positives to take. Yeah, there were. I, you know, there were... I want to say, were superb. Mm. I thought they kept t- trying the whole game. Um, I thought they were superb. Yeah, there, uh, there was a there yeah. was a couple of decent individual performances. I think for me, the most, you know, people will say that Tottenham let us have the ball, and that's why we had so much of it. But yeah, Harry, yeah. Ha- Harry Kane and Jose Mourinho both came out after the game and said, actually, that's not the way they wanted to play. So there mm-hmm. is an element of Arsenal having forced that on them, of Arsenal yeah. having controlled the game really well. But it was it comes down to two moments, and unfortunately, yeah. when you're playing against the best players. When they get those moments, they take them. And that's exactly what Arsenal are not doing at the moment. Um, Stell in the comments says, where are the leaders, though? It's the same old same. Absolutely right. This is the issue at Arsenal. You know, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang strolling around a pitch with a captain's armband on. But I don't see him. And look, I'm fully appreciative of the fact that he isn't a Tony Adams, right? He isn't going to go around beating his chest, trying to give people a kick up the backside to get them moving, to get them going. Exactly. That was my point. Where's the pressing? Like I, I know, I know we we have the tactic of letting them have the ball to a point, then we press them. But it's like we're, we're waiting for a miracle to happen here. We're waiting for something to happen. We're we're not taking the game to teams. And like uh, about Arteta, like I do think, like obviously with party as well. I mean, the guy's walking off the pitch. Like if you're yeah. injured, go down. Get the referee to stop the game, or at least sit in the box or something. You know what I mean? Like get. That that's naive as well. Um, there are no leaders on the pitch. The only, you know what, this team misses David Luiz. Yeah, uh, it does. It does. Misses David Luiz badly, and I think I desperately wanted Arteta to play five at the back. And I saw the team, and I thought he might. I thought Tierney might have played left centre back. Saka might have been left wing back, the same as we did at Old Trafford. Um, but in a four at the back, Granite Jacker just gets exposed for his pace. Yeah, I don't know no, why. I completely I'm agree. I don't know why Elneny ain't been playing either. Um, yeah. I know he had COVID, um, but he should have slotted back in straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Some great points, you. mate. Some great points. Thank you so much, Sam. Just got to move Thank on. I'm just conscious of time. Only got around about five minutes left, so I want to get the Sorry, mate. couple of guys on. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Take care. Bye. That was uh, Sam. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. Albert, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yes, Harry, what's happening? Can you hear me? Yep, loud and clear, mate. Thank you for waiting patiently, man. No, no, of course, man. no, I'm all right, not too bad. Harry, you know what? I spoke to you back in August, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I said to you about talking about trusted about the players. This is before we got in party and um, what's the other guy's name? Um, Gabriel. Gabriel. And I said the only players I'd trust in this Arsenal side throughout a season would be at the time Martinez, Leno, Tierney, yeah. Saka, Uber, and Martinelli, and the rest of the squad. I, I, you, you just can't trust them at all. But in regards to the lineup today, Harry, I was shocked we went for a flat back four. Yeah, me um, too. Because if you're going to play a four, you can't play Xhaka in the midfield. You, you just, you just can't. You ha- if he plays, you play him with three centre backs and two wing backs. Um, wasn't surprised to see Bellerin come back in. Wasn't surprised to see Williams start. I actually thought the wild card pick would be, and I say wild card pick. I thought Lacazette would come in, and he did. Um, yeah. 
And Harry, you know what it is? I didn't go... I was surprised by some of the Arsenal fan base in the sense that they was pretty confident going into the game or predicting Arsenal wins. And I, and I was thinking, where did that come from? Um, I know people talk about the North London derby um, form goes out the window. I actually thought for this season alone, it doesn't go out the window, mate. And today kind of emphasised that for me today, uh, mate, to be honest. Yeah, I think you make a great point. And I think that... You know, naturally, as fans, you go into a game and you want to be hopeful and you want to be positive. But there was no evidence, was there, to suggest that we were going to go there and and be and come away with three points. Having said that, I thought in patches we did okay, and that's what makes this all the more frustrating because it's still those details. And Mikel Arteta calls them the details. It's still those that are letting us down, and we can't seem to find a way of. You know, if we're effective in our play, then you don't worry so much about the details. But at the moment, it's one mistake can lose us a game because we can't find the back of the net. And people will talk about the lack of a creative player. I've said it earlier on on the programme. I still expect my forwards to be a little bit more resourceful themselves. And we're not seeing that at the moment. We're just not seeing it at all. What have you made just finally, Albert, just because I've got one more call yeah, to course, through. What do you make of the whole... Aubameyang situation at the moment is it him is it a lack of creativity in the team that he's suffering from does he look unhappy at the moment how do you kind of read the whole situation I mean Harry I think it summed it up in you mentioned it earlier in the stream about um that that video that came that Arsenal put out I, 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 I I'm it, it beggars belief me because you know it's Arteta and the Arsenal team are under pressure anyway but I mean that probably summed up his performances in the last four, five, six weeks. Um, even as a striker, Harry, listen, you, sometimes you get four chances a game, a chance a game, you make your chances work a bit harder. Like he, he looks disinterested. You're not even having shots. Yes, you can talk about creativity, but I think Kane plays in a more withdrawn role than he's ever done in his career, but he's probably had more than treble quadruple the shots the Bamiyans had at the goal this season. That's not right, mate, as a striker. Yeah, agreed. Totally agree, mate. Albert, how can people uh, follow your brilliant channel as well? How can they find you? Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, Albert JTV and my Twitter handle's there. Just check it out and um, hopefully subscribe. Brilliant. Make sure you do. Albert, thank you so much, mate. Speak no, to you again soon. No worries, mate. Cheers, bro. Cheers, pal. That's the brilliant Albert. Make sure you head over and subscribe to his channel. Uh, let's come to Harry. How you doing, mate? Welcome back to the program. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I've had better days, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, this, this one hurts. This one well, hurts more than, does. more than the other weeks. It does. Just conscious of time, mate. What do you want to yeah, say yeah. to it? Well, I mean, I agree with everything everyone said tonight about the performance, the naivety, um, players in particular, uh, Bellerin, Xhaka, Bamiang not stepping up. For me, the, the, the most frustrating thing, just as a fan watching the game, was just the lack of, like, just grit and anger and passion. And not to say I want to see people running around aimlessly, you know, kicking, getting bookings and stuff. But I looked at someone like Hoiberg today, and I hate to credit Spurs players, but even though he's not a a particularly wonderful footballer, he's got all of these um, qualities and attributes which, which most teams need. And he just looked like he was really, really up for it. And, you know, running around and, and barging players off the ball and getting in people's faces. And we were just so timid. And as the game went on, and we almost knew we were never going to break them down. I mean, we could still be putting in crosses now and there wouldn't be a, a header one. We just looked like, not only did we lose ideas, but then we just lost this 
the aggression in the game that that is needed and you know if that means someone just getting a booking just for the sake of it just to show we're annoyed i'd i'd kind of almost appreciate that because then it shows that they care and i know the players do care because they they tried with a lot of effort and a lot of huffing and puffing but but the moment that summed it all up for me was when kane backed into was it gabrielle i'm um, outside the box and uh i think i can't remember who won a free kick and kane you know, milked the, milked the challenge and was rolling around, you know, holding his head like he was bleeding. And then when he when the decision went his way or whatever, he got up and that was it. And I was thinking, he's just done what he's done all season, backed into a player. Gabriel's went flying, and players like picking up Gabriel. You're right, mate. And Kane's just like there rolling around. And I'm like, has no one seen what Kane's doing? Or is it because now you're so dejected you don't care? But they're the things what I think. When we used to have the, the derby games, that really meant something. And you would see, you know, when Adebayo fouled Sagna and all the players run up to get Sagna sent off and, and it works, you know, we just lack that. And Jose lack, talks about Spurs, We lack that nastiness, don't we? We lack that Man, nastiness. as well as everything else, we lack that nastiness. And I know that's not the way we want to go. But when, you're, when you can't create chances, when you can't score goals, you need to be hard to beat. And to be hard to beat is to be a bit of a, a bastard. And like Mourinho says in the Amazon documentary, Spurs have slowly got that because they haven't got the players to out-football anyone. They've got the players to, to be hard to beat, to be mean, and then give it to Kane and Son. And whilst I've got so many points about players' performances and, and tactics and that, that's the thing which really pissed me off because I left that game thinking, oh, none of you really, really felt that today. A yeah. few of you did, but none of you really fucking wanted that like a derby should. You know, yeah, and that's it. That's the, that's that's the point that I, I wanted to say. I'm really yeah, pissed no. off about tonight. Great point, Harry. Thank you so much, mate. I'm gonna have no, to leave you. it here just because of the time. But thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate your input, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. You too, mate. Take care. Happy Sunday. Cheers, mate. That was uh, the brilliant Harry. Right. We've come to the end of this week's edition of the Fans Phone-In. I want to apologise, first of all, to those of you I didn't manage to get to. I know there were still more of you that had sent the messages over, and I promise if you didn't get on this time, you'll receive a message from me, and I'll put you at the front of the queue for the next show. Um, but it was always going to be a really mad, busy one today um, with people wanting to come on and have their say about the North London Derby. We're going to be back tomorrow with some more content, lots of content uh, coming to you this week. So make sure you've subscribed to the channel. If you're new, turn the bell on for notifications if you haven't already. That way you'll never miss a stream. Uh, let's have a quick check-in on the likes before we go. Um, just 133 likes at the moment, but it's been over 300 of you watching throughout the program. So if you haven't already, please, before you go, smash that like button. It is very much appreciated. I look forward to talking to you all again very soon. Stay tuned to the channel. If you're listening via the audio, don't forget to leave us a review. Not the greatest Sunday, not the greatest result. Um, the performance, as much as you want to put some positive spins on it, which I've tried to do this evening, simply wasn't good enough. And Arsenal, unfortunately, find themselves having suffered the sixth Premier League defeat. We'll be back very soon with more. Till then, cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.